If you want to get better quality people into your launches, which leads to more of them buying, you do not want to miss today's episode. I'm talking all about how to get higher quality leads into your launches. So stay tuned. What change becomes possible when 100,000 people are impacted by your work? This question came to me one day and I have been working to find the answer ever since. Hi, I'm Jess and I help online course creators amplify their influence and create a movement with their message. And on this podcast, I am sharing the simple strategies and systems to help you impact more people with your programs so you can create quantum growth in your industry. You are listening to the Quantum Course Creator Podcast. Today, I am talking all about how to get better quality leads into your launches. So if you have ever launched your course or program before, or if you have struggled to even gain an audience big enough to launch to, today's episode is going to be really helpful for you. This is something that I have realized over time that more people going into your launch is not necessarily better. And I have seen this firsthand by really focusing on just getting more and more people in. And I've also seen and learned this lesson from my mentors who have experienced the same thing. And so I have figured out a few ways that you can really qualify your leads better leading up to your launch so that you can have higher quality people actually going through your launch process. So Before I dig into that, you may be wondering, okay, but why does that matter? Here's the thing when it comes to launching. The people who go through your launch need to have a little bit of a pre-qualification period before you launch to them. I realized this when I was talking with friends of mine in a program that we were in together, or a friend of mine specifically, and she was really struggling with like her second and third launch of her program. The first launch, her audience was red hot. She had been going live once a week. She was really connected with them. She launched her program, a really good percentage of them bought. And then she went to her second launch and didn't do the warm-up process that she did with her first launch. So she added in new audience members. She used Facebook ads. She didn't go through this really active qualification period and then launched directly to them and they just didn't convert. And she was trying to figure out why, like her past launch had converted so much better. And that was when I realized that the time that you spend with people leading up to your launch is really more important to the success of your launch than anything else. And when we go into a launch, we tend to obsess about all of the other things, right? I need the right launch mechanism. I need the right copy. I need my message to hit with them. And all of that is great, yes, But unless you are really qualifying and warming up your audience leading up to your launch, no matter how great your sales page is, it's just not going to convert to people who are not ready to be sold to. So that was when I really started to focus on the qualification period, on really building a robust and great launch runway that would warm people up, establish you as the go-to authority in this thing, and make them ready to buy from you before you launch to them. And so that is really, in a nutshell, before getting into these specific strategies, how to get better quality leads into your launches. You may run Facebook ads going into your launch mechanism, but those people are brand new to you. And in fact, I don't remember if I mentioned this in my, I don't think I mentioned this in the 
trends episode I did a few weeks ago, but I actually think that this is a trend that is going away. I don't think that your ad dollars are the best spent going directly into your launch mechanism. And this is something that a lot of launch gurus and business people teach is really focusing your ad spend directly into your launch mechanism. But I don't see that being terribly effective just as a whole in my clients and watching other people's launches, as well as like logically, because people who come into your launch and into your ecosystem at your launch mechanism are going straight into the sales pitch, right? They're going straight into the part of your launch where they're going to be asked to be to buy something. You're really bypassing this qualification period where your audience gets to know you, they get to trust that you can get them results, and they really start to see what you're all about and determine if they want to buy from you before you ever offer something. So by really bypassing that and putting your ad spend directly into your launch mechanism, you're not giving people the chance to qualify themselves. So this is a little bonus tip, I guess, because this is not one of the ones I'm talking about today. But really, instead of concentrating your ad spend, if you're using ads on like your launch mechanism, put your ad spend into the top of your funnel way before you ever plan to launch, like 13 weeks before. I recommend a 90-day runway for most people, and that would really give you the opportunity to build up that trust and move people into your launch before you ever launch to them. So that was a little bonus tip right off the top. Uh, But let's get into the other tips that I actually planned on talking about in today's episode. So one of the best ways to get people, get better quality leads into your launches is to pre-qualify them. And I recommend doing this in a few different ways. There are ways that you can start to bring your audience down a path with you and allow them to open doors to keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper into your ecosystem. And so I like to think of this as like breadcrumbing them along the way, giving them little opportunities to pick up something that says, yep, I'm an ideal client for your offer. Yep, this qualifies me as somebody for your launch. And when you do this, you really get people into the launch that not only have the problem that you solve, but who trust that you're the person to solve it and are ready to commit to solving that problem which are all very important things going into a sales pitch, right? So some ways that you can breadcrumb people along the way is with free resources. I love things like PDFs, maybe a quiz, maybe a recorded training or a bonus podcast episode. All of these things are behind behind an opt-in wall. So people are literally raising their hand and saying, hey, I want more information. I want more from you. And that qualifies them as a better lead going into your launch because not only are they raising their hand once to say, hey, I want the information from your launch, but they're raising their hand along the way to really indicate where they are in the process and the different areas that they're currently struggling with. So that's a really great way. I also like stacking these things, right? I think one of the best ways that you can do this is when you have like an, what I call an audience builder or a freebie or whatever you want to call it. When you send your welcome sequence, have another resource for them within that sequence. Maybe not right away. That can be a little overwhelming. But like a week later and say like, hey, I know you grabbed my ideal client qualification guide. Would you also be interested in like how to find your next five clients? Like I have this other free resource, right? Keep giving them ways to dig deeper with you. Not only is it good service, but it also continues to qualify them as ideal clients for your paid offer. 
Another great way that you can do this is by offering a paid workshop or a boot camp, which is like a free challenge, but it isn't free and a little bit more in depth, but it would take place over the course of like a week. So with a paid opportunity, I call this an audience qualifier, right? And we've all heard the statistic that says that buyers are better leads than freebie leads. And I totally agree with that. And so how do you get more buyers on your list? Yes, I do still believe believe in using free resources. I still believe in bringing people in for free for them. But I also believe in qualifying people as warmer leads with a paid workshop or a paid resource, maybe a self-liquidating offer or something like a paid bootcamp. In my own launches, I have seen paid leads convert at a much higher percentage than free leads. In one launch specifically, I had my free leads convert to the program at 11%, which is way above industry standard, but it is what it is. And my paid leads convert at 65%. So people who paid to get into my launch, they were qualified leads. They converted at 65% rather than the 11% of my free leads. And that's a really impressive distinction. If you wanted to get 100 people into your program, if they are paid leads, you need way less of them than if they're free leads, right? Especially if they're converting at industry standard, which is like 2%. So really thinking about how can I qualify my audience with a paid opportunity to qualify them as a better lead moving into my pay, into my launch. And then third is giving an application. And I think that this is appropriate in some places, though honestly, I feel like it could be fairly appropriate in multiple different places. When we think of an application, we tend to think of something high ticket, right? You have to apply for one-on-one, apply for done-for-you services. But I think that there's an opportunity for using a very simple application process into your free opportunities, right? Using like a three-question application that really gets a little bit more information about them, but also gets a little bit more buy-in. People who apply for something are more are warmer and better qualified leads than those who don't, right? Because people who aren't great leads aren't going to apply. But somebody who applies for something is more likely to purchase something on the other side of it because there's this feeling of being accepted. There's this, and of course, be authentic, only accept people into whatever the next step is if they really are a good fit. But it also helps you get more information from your leads going into something. So I think having a small application is not a bad way to go or having some kind of opportunity for people to apply for something rather than just giving them something for free along the way. So that's the first thing. Pre-qualify your people by creating these breadcrumb opportunities for them to raise their hand and opt into. The second way that you can do this is by segmenting your list. I have always been a big fan of this. And this is something I actually taught in like an email course that I launched back in like 2019 is segmenting your list. And I see how many people are really hesitant to do this, especially as a launch coach. I see so many people launching to their whole entire list. And it doesn't matter if those people joined you three years ago when you had a completely different niche, right? Like if way back then you were a self-love coach, but now you teach human design, What makes you think that they're the same ideal client, right? I mean, sure, they've stayed on your list, but it could just be laziness. I am on a lot of lists that I just auto-archive every day, right? And so you don't know that they're necessarily an ideal client just because they stayed on your list from whenever ago. 
So what I like to do is segment my list. I do not launch to my entire list. And what that allows me to do is be even more specific with my copy, but it also creates higher conversion rates. Because if you're launching to your entire list, let's say you have a list of 5,000 people, but only 2,000 of those people are actually qualified leads, by sending the email and sending your launch to all 5,000, let's say, oh God, now I'm going to get bad math. Oh God, a hundred of them convert. Why do I do this to myself? (laughs) That's a much smaller percentage than a hundred out of 2000. Does that make sense? And so by not launching to everybody, you'll not only get better conversion rates just by the law of numbers, but you'll also be able to speak more specifically to specific people. Another really important way to look at this is if you serve people at two different levels in their business. And I see a lot of people do this, right? It's okay to serve people at different levels. Maybe the person who's perfect for your high ticket done for you offer is a different person than the person who is perfect for your low ticket DIY offer, right? And so if all you are, if you're launching your high ticket done for you offer to the person who is the right fit for your low ticket DIY offer, they may feel like you can't help them and they will leave. But instead, if you segment your list, just using tags, it isn't hard. If you segment your list into those two different people, you can send better emails that target those different people in specific ways and send different offers to each of them. And so this is a really easy way to speak more specifically to your ideal client by segmenting your list and offering different things or different verbiage to them at different times. Now, one of the most genius ways to do this is to segment people at opt-in. So one, you can have different opt-ins for people at different levels in their business. But one way that I've seen this done and actually done by Amy Porter who is kind of like the queen of list building, um, is asking a question at opt-in. And so having like a drop down or different radio buttons where it's like, what's your name? What's your email? And where are you in your business? Or some kind of qualifying question that allows you to segment them. And when you do that, not only does it get the right people in the right place, you can launch the right offers to those people at the right time, which is really important in getting higher quality leads into your launches. So don't be afraid to segment your list. Don't be afraid to launch to less people. It's better to launch to less people who are warmer than it is to launch to a whole bunch of people who are not that warm, right? So the first one was to pre-qualify them along the way. The second is to segment your list. And third is help them disqualify themselves. I am a big, big fan of this is not for you messaging. I think that this is really helpful for people, but it also does a really good job of qualifying them, right? It helps people determine if they're a good fit. Sometimes they're asking that question, right? Like, is this the right program for me? Am I at the right place to buy this? And people who are on the fence don't buy. So your job when you're launching is not to convince people to buy. It's to get people off the fence, either one way or the other. Both are great, right? You don't want to close cart on something with people on the fence. So by using messaging, that is, this is not for you messaging, 
you will allow, you will give people the opportunity to disqualify themselves for you. And you may be thinking, Jess, but why would I want to disqualify somebody? I want to help everybody. Have you ever had somebody buy your program who was just not the right fit and you get them into the program and you realize they're not the right fit and then you really can't help them, but then you feel really bad about it and it makes this whole weird situation. This is why disqualifying is such an important piece because you believe in being of service to your audience. You wouldn't want to sell something into something that they're not ready for. And so by allowing people to disqualify themselves, you get better quality leads into your programs and obviously into your launches. So using phrases like this is right for you if, and this is not right for you if, or really being clear about who this will not work for. It's okay if your program is not for everybody. In fact, I think that it's important that it's not for everybody. Another way that you can disqualify people without such a like obvious this is for you and this is not for you kind of list is by using polarizing messaging. This is something I talk about a lot and I actually have a video out there using literal magnets about magnetic messaging and how magnets are only as attractive as they are repellive. That's not a real word, but they only attract with the same force with which they repel. And so you have to be willing to push people away to attract the right people to you. And so by using polarizing messaging, you'll start to push away the people who are not ready. You will give them an opportunity to say, "Mm, yeah, this is not for me, right? And that's a really good thing. It is good for people to decide you are not for them. And don't be afraid of that. I think it's when we're afraid of that and we just want to be the right thing for everybody that we get into trouble. And so don't be afraid to use polarizing messaging. Push away the wrong people so that you are attracting the right people into your offer. And the third way that I like to disqualify people is by using what I call dog whistle copy. What I mean by that is the phrase dog whistle is often used to um, signify words that like mean something specifically to a specific kind of person, right? Like a dog whistle is literally a whistle that is at a frequency where only dogs can hear. And so using that principle in your marketing, what are some words or things that you can talk about that only the people who it's right for will hear them, right? And this is such a powerful way to speak to people and to disqualify people. And I'll use a great example. The other side of my business, as you guys know, I have two businesses. The other side of my business is specifically for Beachbody coaches. I started my business as a Beachbody coach forever ago, back in 2013. And so I had a lot of years of experience building a business in that in that business and in that company. And so when I started my own coaching business, I started out helping those people and I still do. It's a very much so a passion project for me. And it's a really fun opportunity to test different marketing techniques in two very different businesses. But when I first started that business, I was using what I will call vanilla ass marketing, right? I was using phrases like make more sales in your business. And it just was not speaking to my ideal client. I was not attracting the right people and it wasn't galvanizing them like I wanted it to. So I decided to make a switch. And I decided to use words that only a Beachbody coach will understand. And I'm going to say a phrase to you right now that if you're not a Beachbody coach, you're going to be like, I don't know what that means. And that's the point. So instead of saying, make more sales in your business, I started saying, hit SC without DMs, hit Success Club without DMs. 
And if you're like, what the hell is an SC and what is it like, what is success club? Yeah, that's the point, right? Because that is a word that only means something to them. But when I say that to them, they're like, yes, that's what I want, right? And they instantly know that I know what their business is, that I know what they want because I used a word that only they understand. And so think about your ideal client. Think about your person. What is something that they want or that they will hear and know that you know them better than somebody else, right? By using dog whistle copy or dog whistle marketing, you can speak to people at a frequency which would other people do not understand. And it, it will speak to them in a much deeper way because they will feel heard and understood because of that. And that's why it is so powerful. So to recap, um, pre-qualify them by creating breadcrumbs along the way, like different opt-ins, free resources, a paid workshop, or an application. Next is segment your list. Stop launching to everybody and really get specific with who you are launching what to by using tags in your email marketing platform to segment your list. And third, help them disqualify themselves by using not-for-you messaging, polarizing messaging, or dog whistle messaging. So all of these things will lead to less people in your launches, but they will likely be more qualified people and therefore better leads and will probably convert at a much higher percentage than if you were just letting any old person into your launch who wasn't a better qualified lead. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope that you take some of this into heart and really focus less on the number of people who are opting into your launches and more on the quality of the people who are opting into your launches. This is something that I think is going to make a big difference in your launches rather than being like, oh, only a hundred people opted in. But if they're like a hundred of the best right people, that's all you need, right? You don't need more people to go through your launches. You need better quality leads to go through your launches. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it helped. If it did, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Tag me at just.oconnell underscore and I will see you in my next episode. Thank you.